Warning! This is Spoiler Base Podcast. If you have not seen 1996, Independence Day, do me a solid favor, pause this, go check it out, and come back and join the conversation. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cold45Podcast. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on any podcasting app that's out there. That's Satchel, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Podcoin, you name it, we are out there. Today, Cold45 is powered by... Comapalooza, the largest annual multi-genre comic book, science fiction, anime, gaming, and pop culture convention in the southern United States. Held at the George R. Brown Convention Center in Houston, Texas, May 10th through the 12th, featuring guests. Eric Avari. No. It's Eric it's Eric Avari, technically for this one, folks. And um, as always, we're part by you, the listeners of Podbean. And you'll hear us review more recent movies. All it takes is as little as a dollar for our Patreon. Hit us up at patreon.com backslash cult four five podcast. Yeah, welcome everybody to a blockbuster edition of Cold 45. I'm your host, Beaten Down. Today I'm joined by. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, it's really, really savage! Oh my god! I fucking love Harvey Feinstein. <laughs> I really do. That's a tough voice to do without tearing your fucking larynx in half. It really is. It kind of hurts. Yeah, I was like, I was debating all day whether or not to do it. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to go for it, bro. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this week we're doing the Independence Day um, because Eric Avari is in it. And Eric Avari is going to be in Palooza. And yes, I'm just not realizing, folks, that he's barely in this movie. But you know what? Okay. He we're was, not going to miss him. We're not going to miss him. He was credited in it. It was the second movie they chose for him in his, in his bio title. So here we are. Not my fault. We followed the guidelines. I've been wanting to do uh, Independence Day like really, really bad. We had, we had a chance to do it, I think, last year or the year before. But nerdy bitches beat us to it. So I decided oh. to let that marinate. So here we are. So shout out to them. So if you want to check out their stuff, be sure to check out nerdy bitches and check out their Independence Day episode probably from a year from now. But uh, yeah, here we are, guys. We're doing it. It's a classic. It's a shout out to Joey DiCarlo. It's one of his most favorite movies of all time. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Of all time. Like, like of literally. Of all time. It's one of, it's like probably his top five for sure. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah. So. All right. Sure. I mean, you got. Of, of yeah. all time. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> What's your first impressions with uh, Independence Day? I, I like it. It's not bad. I mean, I think I saw this in theaters. I'm pretty sure I saw this in theaters with my dad. And I'm pretty sure it came out on July 3rd. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I was like, I remember like going to the theaters with my dad and watching this movie. And I was like, oh, cool. This is Space Aliens. And yeah, shooting things. I remember being all about this movie. Like, I was in like, eighth grade. And I was all in on this fucking movie. Like, I was so excited. It's like probably my most enjoyable movie experiences I can remember. Like, in the earliest memories of going to movies. Mm-hmm. Like oh, wow. this, this was it. This was the shit. We just want to see shit blown up. Like this is like it's pretty much a disaster movie more than a action movie to me. That's true, but I mean it is. That's technically fair since brought to you by the director of The Day After Tomorrow and then 2018 or 2012. 2012 mm-hmm. And then um, what was the other one he did where everything was exploding? I know Day After Tomorrow and uh, oh, it was Godzilla. That's what it was. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, he's responsible for Godzilla. He was on a tear, man. 
Yeah. Oh, A-Legged Freaks, too, I think. He was involved with that. Yeah. But, he loves um, blowing shit up as much as Michael Bay loves white women. <laughs> like, blowing shit up. <laughs> Jesus. I was afraid to watch this again because I didn't know how it would age. It's been a minute. I've, I've, I haven't seen this movie in, like, a long, long time. Like, from beginning to end. I'll see pieces of it, but... uh. I was very concerned before watching this. So let's see how I had to dig this thing out of 400 DVDs. Jesus. I would love to digitize my entire collection, but I don't have enough hard drive space to do that. So. No, you might as well keep the, yeah, keep the 400 yeah. disc. Well, let's do this. Let's get this started. It all begins in July 2nd. Big ass fucking alien ship is just parked behind the fucking moon. And <laughs> right out of the gate. We have a Asian scientist. He hears this frequency. He freaks out. And who does he call? The second person to ever know that there's fucking aliens coming. It's your boy, mm-hmm. Eric Avani. And he has a comical slapsticky way of waking up and freaking the fuck out. And then it goes up the chain of command. And that's literally the last and only time we see Eric Avari. Thank you for your time, sir. Thank you for your service. You can catch him at Comapalooza <laughs> May 10th the 12th. He has a really good line, though. I like the line. It was like, if this isn't an insanely beautiful woman, I'm hanging up. Yeah. I feel like he had more impact in this than the mummy, which is fucked up. No. But, uh, that was his only. Hey, we're here. So it all, you know, it goes on the chain of command. Everybody's calling everybody who matters. It basically ends with the, what, who, the president? Right. The, the president is like the last to know. I like how um he's on the phone with the first lady and he's like, he's making a joke. Mm-hmm. that he's in bed with a hot brunette and it's his daughter look where we are now because we have a president who actually wants to be inside of his daughter that's kind of gross well yeah. yeah they voted for him uh <laughs> yeah so we cut to new york city where we have jewish power son father son duo uh <laughs> david and julius levinston mm-hmm. uh, played wow. by Judd. so jewish they're really jewish you got Judd Hirsch, so it's it's already, it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going down. You know what movie this is already. He's about to Jewish dad the fuck out of this shit. If we Mel got... Brooks directed this, this would have been Jews in space. Let <laughs> me have uh, Jeff Goldblum, the legendary mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum. We get like real quick backstory as they play chess. Um, that you know David is divorced, but he's still holding on. It's been four years. He's still wearing a ring. And it's like, well, what was all that about? And we cut to him because um, he's, you know, he's very pro Earth, you know, all into recycling. It was kind of a fire. I feel like this is something happens to divorce men. They find a cause and they they stick to it, right? They find some kind of injustice in the world and they're focused on that. They're getting laser focused on some kind of injustice. Oh, interesting. It's weird. And uh, luckily, like you know, we hired a Cheeto right when I got divorced. So <laughs> you hired a what? We hired a Cheeto for the White House. I got upset because I actually like Cheetos. <laughs> I was like, how dare you smirch the name of Carrot Top? Frito-Lays. <laughs> Back yeah. to California right. in the desert. Right. So we get um, drunk-ass crop duster pilot Russell, who's played by uh, Randy Quaid. He just can't get shit right. I like how the locals are like, um, we get like a backstory about him, that uh, he was abducted by aliens. And the rumor is that they did stuff to his butt. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all you get out of this movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like he he had this family, right? Like, so it's this whole subplot of uh, him having like this uh this family of these kids, uh, these three kids, mm-hmm. 
I think Miguel clearly isn't his. I think he inherited that with with the marriage. Yeah. Like, you're not my real dad. Right, right, right. And um, there was a subplot about, like, the middle kid being sick. And in the special edition, like, they actually addressed him. Being, it, he wasn't just car sick. He was, like, legitimately sick. I did watch some of the spe- I watched most of the special edition. And I was like, oh, this is all different from what I remember. But And it's like, every once in a while, you get a little extra stuff to a scene that didn't matter. And it's like... Yeah. It changes how we view Randy Quaid's character throughout the entire movie based on like what he his actions are. A little like, bit. A little, a little bit. but not a lot. Not Just a lot. enough to like, you know, he's not really that much of a drunk and he's not really that much of an asshole. But yeah. He was, I, I never saw him as an asshole. I just saw him just as a as a drunk dude who's been through some shit. But like I did I not- just I can't get the vi- the image of him banging his wife with that mask on of Rupert Murdoch and it's like what? what? <laughs> you, know, what? You, you didn't hear about this? Yeah. What? No. Run that back. Okay. What? So there's a video, if you look it up online, that Randy Quaid. Yeah. No, you don't have to. Don't do that. But like Randy Quaid is convinced, 100% convinced that the Hollywood assassins are after him. They've already gone after Heath Ledger and they've already gone after Paul Walker. And it's like he's convinced he's next. And so... But they're controlled by like Fox News and some other things, and they're like, "Hey, like, fuck you, Rupert Murdoch!" And so, and it's like, "This is what I think of you." And he puts on this like mask of Rupert Murdoch, and he has his wife dressed up like a dog, and what, he what? just like, yeah. And then he literally has sex with his wife in with face, and it's weird. Um, you get lonely on the internet sometimes. You just start typing things. I don't. I don't, I don't want any. I don't want any of it. I don't want any of that. Like that's that's a revelation, but it's also like the worst. That's the worst thing I've heard all day. Like, yeah. <sighs> powering through this episode, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so um, <laughs> sorry. God damn. So look, god damn it. Um, the mothership is now releasing gunships, right? And they're all right. going. They're all going around the globe. Situation room is freaking the fuck out. They're trying to figure out what to do. Um, I love how when they finally try to like have come up with a game plan, it's like, hey, we, guys, we want to have 25 minutes. And I'm just like, Ugh. I love that for at least almost 24 hours or almost like at least 12 hours. They think it's a meteor or a comet. Right. And it's like, have you guys not noticed this signal, this this reoccurring beeping that happens every time you like you see it on radar or you pick it up on your satellites or you do any kind of infrared and it's like it has no and it's like seti was the first guys to figure this out seti the founder carl sagan the guy who literally next to neil degrasse tyson is the authority on shit flown around in space and it's like why the fuck have you guys not talked to these guys and be like, oh, you know what? We should probably trace this signal that we keep hearing over and over again. It might be some kind of pattern. It's 1996. Just Cosmos was in 1989. The world, the world, the world as as Neil, a whole just wasn't on that Neil level, got, man. Neil, Bill Nye, the science guy, was in 1990. It's like, yeah, but not, was he really like? I mean, Beekman's world. Stephen was Hawking also, was alive. He was only like 53. No, no, I was trying to hear what the fuck he was typing, man. What? <laughs> Take off your lab coat. But um, no, especially <laughs> we're not with not with the aliens oh, literally god. above us. Oh my god! So um, they try to like literally have somebody take a look in the plane, and that plane just gets just destroyed by flames. 
mm-hmm. which is really a pointless death. Yeah, and they and they didn't they didn't they didn't um, treat it as hostile at that point, which I thought was very weird. No, because they flew into a giant flaming ball. Like when a when a spaceship re-enters, it does create this kind of like burn. That's like, and that's why the spaceships are thermally protected with like ceramic shielding. Oh, shut up! So man. that w- moving on. <laughs> But like if a giant spaceship is going to find it, I'm sure that flame is much much bigger than like a half a meter off the side of the hull. Well, they they could have used you because they're dead now. And yeah, they, they're and all they, dead. And, and they like, got to hear it on speakerphone, which is funny. Mm-hmm. And um, the president is like, "I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna stay right here. Goddamn man, the ship like it's the Titanic." And right. then the his dope ass general was like, "Sir, I'll, is it okay if I stand beside you here? Fucking blah blah blah." So. Everyone else who matters in the chain of command is going to NORAD. Yes. Right. So remember that. Which would, which to be honest, they would never do. No. Fuck no. No, because they have a chain. They have a protocol for this, so that way, even if there's even a TV show called The Designated Survivor. Yeah, yeah. They, so, they, yeah. they, they would, they, yeah. they would literally find. There's no way. They, 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 they're like everyone. All the whole government goes to one spot, and I'm like, that's not. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um. Have you seen that show? No, yeah, but I, I like I know of the protocol because like nerd, yeah, that's fair. Domestic terrorist. Um, shut up. No, <laughs> come take my land. I know, right? So we got David working his ass off because he's um he works in like a TV station essentially. Yeah, he works for Dish Network. Pretty much. And like everyone's freaking out because one of the one of the satellites got knocked out, and that's how he gets put into the fold of the story. And he's overqualified for his job. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, he's overqualified he's, as fuck. He's Neil deGrasse Tyson working for Dish Network. <laughs> so he's working so hard that he's like too busy trying to figure out this signal, mm-hmm. while everybody's freaking out that there's actually uh, life outside of Earth. And when he shows up, he's like, guys. I'm telling you an important plot point that's going to be ignored immediately in a couple of seconds. And uh, because he's basically saying that that he's uh, he's noticing that the signal is a sequence of a countdown. Yeah. He's like, so the signal is going in a pattern and it's recycling, but it's diminishing. So like in the next 36 hours, it should be gone. It'll like completely vanish. It's weird. Like almost like it's counting down to something. And they're like, hey, you didn't hear about these fucking aliens? I would have been like, wait, what? I would have been. If I was in that room, I would have been so keyed in on what the fuck he just said. Like, granted, I know there's aliens, but you got some dude who looks like Jeff Goldblum talking about there's a fucking countdown. I'm going to believe whatever he says. Yeah, like, countdown to what? Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? What do we need to do here? Luckily, even though everyone else ignores him and they're like, hey, we need to get the fuck out of here. um, He's like, I need to get my dad. We need to get the fuck out of here. I need to find my uh, wife. Mm-hmm. Who happens to be the secretary of goddamn state, folks? Okay, so we what did you call that road where everybody meets each other in the movie? The road of exposition, right? So what would you call this entire movie? Like what? Because they everyone is bounded by this thread of fate throughout this entire film. I would call this the wheel of exposition <laughs> because everyone gets on the wheel and they're all spinning, but they're all kind of moving closer and closer together until they meet to a certain point like and sometimes things don't make sense for everyone to get to this certain point 
Like, we'll get to it later, but it doesn't make sense how they all end up in this one area that yeah, literally, yeah. like, no one should know about. None of this shit. At all? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The movie gets kind of screwy. So, yeah. with the ships descending on the cities, like, we finally get to Cali again, where uh, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Hiller and uh, Jasmine, which is uh, Vivica Fox and Will Smith, are way too tired. They think it's just a low-level earthquake, and they are just trying to sleep because only God knows what the fuck they were doing the night before. To be fair, if I was in bed with Vivica A. Fox, I'm pretty sure I'd be exhausted, too. Yeah, And enough. wouldn't give a fuck of what's happening outside. I didn't say it wasn't relatable. No. Not once. Uh, so, like, the president, is, you know, he's putting a statement out, right? David, during this whole deal, is trying to, like, call... The Secretary of State, because they able to get through to her, because they uh they relayed the message, and she hung up on him when he's trying to explain to her what the fuck's going on. I kind of feel like she's not Secretary of State; she's like the press secretary. She's she's a uh, Sarah Huck- Huckabee or Sarah Sanders or whatever. <clears throat> call her, Ugh, if you want to put up, that's what her job is. Is like she's her job is the press relations more than anything else. Oh, she's oh I thought she was Secretary of State. No, no, she's press relations because you later on there's a scene where she's like two reporters are literally like. What do we tell? What do we tell everybody? Oh, Just tell them that we're figuring it out. Yeah. That's not a good answer. What are you figuring out? Ew, so she is Sarah saying, "Oh God." Yeah, that's Ugh. not an answer we want. We're like, and then like on TV, she comes out and it's like, you know, the president's gonna talk us like president of the United States. I was like, no, okay, here we go. Okay, my bad, my bad. I miss. Uh, I gave her way more importance because she was just. Yeah, you gave her like a really a big job. I, I just like, couldn't see. Would you, could you see Sarah Huckabee still like fucking floating around in the situation? No, not at all. I mean, like she would freak the fuck out and just run to the, the hills. Like, so repent, repent. One part of her face will catch up with the other side. I, I, you know, I, you know, I googled hard to see if she had a stroke. No offense to her face, but like I was really trying to like see if she had a stroke so I can like just chill. Nothing. Oh, she, nothing she came up. Forrest Whitaker eyes. That's all it is. She got Forrest, Forrest Whitaker face. Um, where are we? Six hours now. Six hours to checkmate. Right, 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 right. Because uh, they uh, David and uh, his pop takes a uh, it's like an emergency road trip because they gotta get to what's her face. I don't yeah. ex wife. I don't even know her fucking name. Do you? Carol. Carol. Mm-hmm. You, just, you yeah. made that up. No, I'm serious. Oh, <laughs> this is the way you said it. But yeah, they got her and get to her, man. So like, uh, by any means, because they have to get to the president, you know, because that's just a thing you can do. Yeah, because when your wife works for the president or ex-wife, you could talk to her. Sure, Fine. sure. No one's gonna stop you. Right. So that's not a thing that happens. Right. So like, you know, your boy Will Smith, aka uh, Stephen Hiller, when he sees the alien ship, he's like, "We, I gotta go. I gotta go to the base." Hang tight. Everything will be fine. Even though you see this giant harbinger of doom just looming over our city. The mm-hmm. the fact that he doesn't take her and his kid is stupid as fuck. There's a lot of dumb shit that happens. Um, it really is. Between July 2nd and July 3rd. Where I'm like, what are y'all doing? Cause it's like, I mean, he invites her to the base. But it's yeah, like, why don't yeah. y'all just drive together? Yeah. And it's like, what? And it's like, I'm, I'm like, okay, maybe he doesn't really want to be with her. Right? Because he goes, when he goes to El Toro, the base, um, with the Black Knight Squadron of uh, fighter jet pilots. They're all cool and shit. Badasses. Yeah. He meets up with his homeboy, uh, uh, Jimmy Wilder, mm-hmm. who played by Harry Carter Jr., who is the, his best friend. And you already know what the deal is, folks, when you're the best friend of a principal character. Yeah. 
he's like, hey, I thought you were going to break it off with this chick. And then they find out that he, he got the tackiest dolphin engagement ring. And he's like, man, you can't. Uh, oh, then they shoehorn the fact that he wanted to be a pilot. I mean, an astronaut. Yeah. Like, they forced that. They forced that. They they forced it too much. Oh my god! They jammed that in there like they jammed that letter into his locker. And and it's like, yeah, I planned on marrying her, you know. But well, I planned on marrying her, but I don't feel confident enough in her in our relationship to bring her in a case of emergency, like I don't know, an invasion. Right, right. Also, she's a stripper, so I'm kind of embarrassed. I guess is the thing. Why? I don't know. When we learned that she's a stripper. Mm-hmm. We immediately get to see Vivica Fox stripping. Yes, and I was like, "Yay!" She she doesn't get naked, but no. she, but, she, but there's enough to like. There's enough. It was enough for me as an eighth grader in, in, like, in hey, 1996. All right, yeah, I was like, holy bits. shit! Right, I had a huge crush on Vivica Fox. Um, but um, what are you what are you doing? Why why are you why are you why are you stripping right now? When there's a fucking alien spaceship hovering above your city? What the fuck? Because no one at this point in time... Everyone thinks it's District 13, apparently. It's like, these aliens are just come to just see what's up. They haven't made a move, really. Hostile or otherwise. But it's like, no one has... The Great Panic has not happened yet. That's stupid. That's stupid. But that's that's what happens in, like... like, If you read uh, World War Z, the zombies were around for months before the great panic happens because they start small they start insignificant and on tiny pockets in rural areas and then they pop up and then the population grows and yeah, grows and yeah. grows big big, big fucking like, difference big fucking difference shitty going on but if you can but just like, look up no i refuse no i refuse for you to like I, try to convince me on this if you look up every time for the rest of that day you see a giant goddamn spaceship fuck work for that day especially stripping and, and then it's like who who was the manager that was able to talk her into that because uh, apparently special edition because you know if you're wondering where the kid and dog is at this point in time they're in the office where her boss yeah. is how did you convince her because she she, she she claims she's going in there just to get her check because she needs her money so she can try to get her shit together to get the fuck out of that city and he's like do a dance for us like how did you talk her into that who are you you are the true superhero he is. He really is. He is the master convincer. Like that's every strip club owner's dream. Like, man, I wish I could talk yeah. somebody into dancing. I could talk club. anyone into stripping <laughs> with this power. I don't know what I should do. <laughs> he's he's totally wasting it. This but, dark. But I was I, I was like I was super annoyed because like, as a kid I didn't think about it until now. I'm like, why, bitch, are you doing this? So her um, best friend Tiffany is just asking for, uh, another best friend to a principal character. Mm-hmm. Just can't wait to die. She she's gonna go to a rooftop party to greet the aliens. She even made a sign. Yeah. And, and Vivica's like, please don't go. She's like, oh, I won't go. She's she's gonna go because the panic has not settled in yet. Shut up. It's it's dumb. It's dumb. You you defend it like it makes sense, but you would lose. It makes your... sense. Okay, so you'll go to work. You'll go to work. You'll go to work. If there's a goddamn if, giant if, ship if floating above the showed up and it's like. They just stood there for a whole 24 hours. I'm like, you go fuck yourself. I guess I got bills to pay. If they're going to stay there, there's nothing I can do about it. That is sad. That is fucking sad. And it's like, if they're, we don't know how long they're going to stay there. So it's like, if they're there, what if they're there for a year? 
They just sit. What do they just sit there? Okay, day thirty. Sure, I'll be like, all right, this is ridiculous now. So when would you go back to work? Day thirty. I need a full month. I need a full month of inactivity to go down for me to be like, this is okay. This I guess this is what this is now. Yeah. Because yeah, because I'll be a month behind on everything. I can't do that. I I barely can. But I'm just I'm sorry, dude. I'm not day one. You got me fucked up. Yeah. Day one and two, you could you could kiss my balls, bro. I'm twelve not... hours. If they don't do nothing in twelve oh hours, they'll be like, you know what? Hey, we can, we can go. <laughs> they ain't gonna do nothing. It's so sad. That's really sad. So Get back to work, everyone. That Come is on, so depressing, Dak. You to go to Jack in the Box to go work the fryer, and there's a right? fucking alien ship looming above you. That that bothers me on so many levels. Because you know. I'm, there's gonna be like a slew of people calling out because of that. Be like, there's aliens outside. I don't know what to do. No, Ricky, get your ass back to work. Aliens ain't gonna come here and flip these damn burgers. Also, you're a manager. Where, where you're, yeah. yeah, that's why. You're the worst. Look, I know that. I know there's a giant spaceship looming above us. I know like, there's a giant time? spaceship outside. I can see it. Fine, but that doesn't stop you from coming to work, does it? Ugh, you're the worst. They blew up your house. All right, you can take the day. God, you're the worst. You're the worst. Fucking worst. So I like how there's like this uh, light panel helicopter where they're like, we're gonna flash lights at it, yeah, to communicate. And they and they die, they die. I felt bad for Operation Party Wagon because there was a black pilot in there, and I was like, no, yeah, he ain't gonna make it. Don't do he it. Don't make it. Who tricked you into going into that? Fight? <laughs> it's like, why would you? Why would you do this? So what happens after? Why would after you this? be the fly on the like? Me? Not all right. So what happens after that shit blows the fuck up? Before that happens, David makes the comp, the the. It's at least five hour trip. It's a five hour trip mm-hmm. to get to Washington D.C. from New York. Yeah, and it's like he gets there with less than an hour to spare. <laughs> yep. And it's like, I need to talk to you. Her name is Constance. I need to call, talk nice. to you. Carol. It's like I need to talk to the president. <laughs> Why? I thought it was Carol. It's Constance. Yeah. And he's like, okay. And I was like, what? There's a signal that sounded like countdown. It's coming from the spaceships. The spaceships are counting down to 27 minutes from now. 27 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, um, okay. And he literally just tells it like, listen, inside of our own satellite system, they're using a clock. And they're all lining up for this one particular moment that's about to happen in the next 27 minutes. And they're like, that sounds like a coordinated event. Like some kind of attack. Yeah, we should probably run. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, if only his his ex wife fucking listened, they would have had a good six hours to get their shit together. Seriously, but they don't. And uh, everyone's no, trying they to got this signal July second. This is July third. <laughs> Not so July second. Yeah, but it's like it's been almost it's been third like it's been like thirty seven hours since they first saw the signal. Right, and it's like. Oh, it's it, it, it's a wrap because because it's all, cause, been for cause a long time. All the ships are positioned at all landmarks, like all around the world in 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 America, and like it's about to go down. Now I'm not gonna lie yeah. to you, uh, you know T- Tiffany's at the roof party, and I enjoyed every second of her catching this to the face. I did. Like this is actually my favorite part of the movie where everything blows up. It's kind of fucked up. When you think about it. It is kind of fucked up. But. It was 1996, so like, you know, a certain event didn't exist at that point in time, so it was just no big fucking deal. Yeah, that's true. So, that scene happens, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what building they were at over in um 
in Cali where the the Tiffany just took a f- bukkake face full of uh, laser beams. I know it's famous though. I know it's famous. No, I'm sure or it something. is. I'm sure it is. I just can't remember what it's called. But but every everyone like Death Toll is off the charts at this point. Like the, mm-hmm. everything that matters at this point catches it. And then it's not just that monument blows up. There is a rape radius that goes for a while. And, yes. And people are catching it in traffic. And our boy, poor Harvey, played by uh, uh, uh what's his name? No, his name is Marty in the movie. But uh, Harvey, yeah, Harvey, Harvey, Harvey Firestein just like, oh God, I'm gonna die. And he just, yeah. <laughs> he just, oh dude. By the way, oh, trap. When he's like, I, I gotta call everybody. I gotta call my lawyer. He actually said, "Fuck my lawyer." Yeah. Oh, but, he said, "Fuck my lawyer." Yeah, but they they edited. It. They had to go back and say forget because they wanted they didn't want an R rating. Oh. That's why it sounded weird. It was like forget my lawyer instead of just, that fuck my lawyer was a good that's a good line i'm mad yeah we would have got that in 2019 we would have got a fuck my lawyer oh yeah they would have been real lenient on that one mm-hmm. it's like it was already pg-13 it's like what for violence exactly so like i mean dude cars are flying people are it's just a good five minutes it feels of just people dying <laughs> cars flying i gave up on the body count i mean i figured just like it's done just we'll, we'll, we'll go with a percentage of Earth. How about yeah, that? Yeah, that's that's what I'm, that's what basically what ended. There's up a lot of people dying. I was like, oof. <laughs> like when I saw cars flying and people in cars, I was like, mm, that's gonna be a rough one on the uh, body count. But we'll, we'll say it's the record yeah. for sure. But um, yeah, everybody in traffic is dying, and unfortunately, your girl Jasmine is in traffic. And I'm like, oh snap! And you know, when I saw this in the theater, I was hella concerned about my boo getting murdered. Mm. And that little kid. So, oh shit! I think I, I think I see the white lab coat. Mm. So this scene is hilarious on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Eighth grade Brandon doesn't know no better. I buy in. Okay, that's fair. So she's running and there's a convenient overpass, or whatever the fuck it is. Like They're in a subway tunnel. tunnel. Yeah, it's like a weird tunnel thing. Yeah, relax, Randy. <laughs> Already. I already see you slapping your notepad with the pencil. So she runs. She has the baby. She's trying to do it. She kicks the door open to save her and her child. And then the dog, Boomer, I was like, okay, well, Boomer's going to die at least. Boomer makes it in the nick of time as he jumps inside a door where the fire is basically a crowd of people essentially chasing him. And he like cut a corner and they missed him. And the fire does not. I guess there's no oxygen in this room. Go, go for it, Randy. Hit us with no, some science. It's, it, that's basically what it is. It's just like fire apparently can't go through doorways. It just like, and it's like <laughs> the dog. Ba- I mean, the dog barely oh, no, makes it. Something above you, and it's like either either water or other cars or other like, and it's like what was under them? <laughs> what was the point of the tunnel? Just to have a tunnel, and it's like, oh, I guess. The, the nothing fell on top of them and crushed them to death. Oh, 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 oh you don't want just their survival. I, I, I was more on just the fire in general. I let that one go because the dog really, like, yeah, whatever. Fuck fine. Boomer. But it's like no, Boomer, Boomer yeah. barely. I'm talking about he Indiana Jones that shit. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I was ready for that dog to die. No, I knew that was like I knew that was a thing already, and I'm just like, whatever, fine. Let that let that be the thing that happens. Maybe Boomer, maybe there is one like 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 a lip of just concrete wall 
meets door and then like so the fire can't go around corners no. and it just like that way like ah oh, boomer's kinda, f- flaming carcass should have fell on top of Vivica's back yeah. and she should have got like third degree burns from that dog corpse maybe the dog ran and there was a pet cemetery that he flew into and it just like <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah they were they all died but they, they they inadvertently found a pet cemetery and they all fell into it just all fell into it yeah. and like the fire cleansed the floor yeah, yeah it was like some reverse hoodoo shit went down it's like That's exactly you, what it was you cleanse the sour earth there and so you just get to come back normal like nothing fire happened cleanses all right <laughs> so July 3rd mm-hmm. Russell's too busy getting excited saying I told you so which is fair yeah it's fair fair because he like 10 years ridicule everyone who has been abducted by aliens is now vindicated and it's like oh see mm-hmm. they exist mm-hmm. so they're trying to bug the fuck out he's he's all about that idea right and we uh we cut to the president who is just super bummed out that he made the wrong call he he felt like he fucked up and that he could have got things done better which is fair it's, it's, it's nice seeing a president being accountable for his mistakes it really is. It's nice seeing it's a president who cares about all the people mm-hmm. rather than just some of the people. And he he knows that he can make mistakes. He's he feels fallible. He he's more human that he like he regrets that he like man we could have evacuated hours ago. Hours. Mm-hmm. 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 We could have saved so many more lives. Not just one race of life, all life. <laughs> so Jasmine and the kids survive somehow, some way, which is honestly a miracle in itself. The amount of everyone else died though. Every, on every, them is just in like they have a plot aura. Yeah, they didn't even have to like climb out of nothing. They just kind of just walked out of a room and it was like, "Yep, man, everyone else is dead." It's, it's absolute devastation. Like the, the city is destroyed, mm-hmm. destroyed. It's it's uh, it looks like cyborg. It looks like <laughs> yep. It looks this like is this is the apocalypse. This is how it looks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So because of the Black Knight Squadron getting their briefings and their cigar handouts, because that's part of the briefing. Because you know you're you're so cocky, you're gonna have like the greatest fight ever. You're gonna smoke this stogie, and you're gonna have a great. You know. Ah. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna let this cigar shit pass because I hated the cigar shit in uh, last year's movie Mega Shark and versus uh, Crocosaurus. That's fair. Yeah, this is a better this is a better application of the cigar because mm. that one was dumb. Go check that out. Where uh, you know what? Yeah, much better because at least Eric Vardy's gonna show up. <laughs> That's true. Eric Vardy's gonna show up because Joe Magliano made, made us do that for nothing. Move How on. dare you, Joe Magliano? Joe Mags, you bastard. So I was trying to figure out does does Hiller know? About the horrific explosions, because he doesn't seem that concerned. I don't think so. He was, but it makes that makes no sense because they should they should so. know. either either that or he's so hyper focused. Like he's so hyper focused on getting the target objective that he completely forgot that he told his fiance, quote unquote, giant dick figures on that one, mm-hmm. that to show up at the spa- the place he's at, and it's been I don't know. 12 hours since you right. told her that right. how long does it take to get to El Toro 
Also, Not that long. also, oh, yeah. uh, you know, giant explosions shattering all the earth. Explodes and just destroyed all of Los Angeles, where it, she normally lives. But he also made like a coolie, like little cool, smart ass, badass comment about kicking alien ass. So he kind of knows. Yeah. So it's like, what is pretty anxious to get up there, kick whoop whoop ET's ass, and I'm like, yeah. Okay. So I'm like, okay. So are you just? What's going on? You should on right be now? furious. Right, but he's not, and they, and and Wilder's not helping. Wilder's kind of annoying a little bit. Like I get, I get his character, but it was just so late. It was laid on so thick. I was like, oh god, hurry up and die. Uh, I just, they just know he knows that he's not in this movie long, and so it's like, let me do it. I'm up. gonna be this guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got it right here. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> and then he. And who does Jesse Jackson impressions? Was that was that a was was that in vogue back then? Was that a thing to do? I think so. Like you know, it's weird. That was a weird impression to make in, in midair about to fight aliens. I was like, what? Just because like all the Star Wars jokes, yeah, that you could have done, not a one. No, no, because that costs money, and they're not doing that. Fair enough. <laughs> like Jesse, Jesse can't do shit. Right. So what's she gonna do? So they um. <laughs> So stupid, but they scramble the jets, man. Right, and just can't do fucking anything because everything has shields. The main ship has shields. The tiny ships have shields, and the tiny ships are like there's like a bajillion of them. I don't understand this. I don't understand. As soon as you shot the first rocket and saw that the ship was covered with a protective shield, what what makes you think anything else is going to go through it? That's at a, all that's a fair point uh, and then like so then my brain goes maybe we should turn around land the planes think of something else instead the entire black knight squadron gets horrifically murdered uh where there's only two of them left and they fly they're, they're trying to escape they're like in a whole nother i feel like a whole nother part of the state they flew from california to nevada which i mean is pretty close it's like state lines so they're right next to each other your boy jimmy is just like i can't shake him so I'm gonna try a thing. And he <laughs> okay, he's he's listing lazily to the left. <laughs> this guy has some maneuvers. So, well, how necessary was this? Was it kind of like I'm gonna die anyway? So let me try something. Maybe that was the thing. I don't think that like either they didn't have the budget to make the move cooler, or like this was this plan the whole time was to just to literally. Bank the plane to the left and pray something happens. And just lose it. Just like, I can't breathe. It's like, well. Like, I mean. I don't know. I just. He should have just got shot down. Probably. Or flew into the blast to save Hill or something. Because I remember I remember this as a kid. I was like, well, fuck him. I didn't care. I was like, you did this yourself. Yeah, that was a dumb move. That was a really dumb move, and like every like, your friend told you that was dumb. You're like, you know me. <laughs> you can't bank at that speed. And he even died with the dumbest ass look on his face. Yeah. Sorry, Jimmy. You you deserve every piece of that. Like, you do that? Asshole. What the fuck were you thinking? So Hiller does some like Indiana Jones shit. <laughs> yeah, he he takes the he takes the space alien on the cavern level of. Star Wars Battlefront, nice. and it's like, and it's literally like it. I swear they've used this footage somewhere else in another movie. It feels like it, right? 
It is, and I'm, I know for sure it has been. I just don't remember what it was, but I like it's the same footage, and like it's the same because it has the same sequence where the guy like ejects and then, then like the plane flies into the other plane and explodes. Well, he had he had to think outside the box because he had to use his parachute to like blind the fucking pilot, and then his plane explodes. But the, the ship is so strong it just crashes, but it goes. You know, it still stays intact. It doesn't blow up. And in true American fashion, in 1990s movies, he lands his ejector seat, mm-hmm. walks up to the fucking ship, somehow opens it, which is weird, and then punches the alien dead in the fucking mouth. Like our beard is. As a kid, I enjoyed this. I can't lie. It is really. Like, I thought I it was mean, badass. It was cool to see Will he, Smith punch That's like together. Superman level punching, but yeah, that's awesome. I mean, the size of that monster, yeah, he is strong as fuck. He is strong as fuck. Because <laughs> monster was like, what? You know what? They probably never had a fist fist fight in their life. So that was just a new thing. Like, he literally got concussed. He's like, his, his, his head is not prepared for that concussive blast of a fist. Cause they do tell they do they do telepathic attacks. They don't use physical shit. They're probably weak. That's as what fuck. it is. Is like they just like they have like word battles or like mind melds, and it's like no, this is the first real fist fight he's ever been in, and it's like <laughs> oh my god, oh he got shook. Is those these bones? Is that bones? Christ! Did you hit me your, yeah. Did you hit me with your tentacles? Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's probably what it was. Cause they still haven't figured out the punch. Like the whole movie, they're like, what the fuck was that? did you do that how are you not in shattered pieces right so we get um jasmine's whole story arc is just weird because she finds a big ass truck that somehow survived the concussive blast of an alien spaceship and um also you know you know the trope where you put the keys are in the visor Mm -hmm. i hate that trope I, i mean that's where they hide them whatever no it's not it's not that's that's where uh, that's where everyone hides them. The Terminator and this movie. You know what's they, funny? They, what? Like like if if it, if it's like if it's a like a like a fleet of trucks and they're at a particular garage and it's their garage. Most times they'll leave it in the ignition. Yeah. Which is which is hilarious. Anyway, but it has to be in the. Anyway, oh you know what? I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that for my job. I'm gonna put it in the fucking. Just <laughs> put it in the visor. And they're like, I'm gonna put it in the visor, and nobody will ever find it. And then it. nobody's gonna like what the. F- the fuck man why would you do that everyone looks there right so we're in air force one and everyone's like arguing about the nuclear option right which is usually in movies that is like the the end all be all to where somebody figures out something to where they just avoid using nukes altogether this is not that movie and they're like we got to use the nukes man he's like well (laughs) Only Jeff Goldblum makes sense. What about nuclear fallout, you fucking idiots? This is not going to work. This is going to be worse. If you shoot nukes, everybody's going to start shooting nukes. It's going to get it's going to get real dumb. And they're like, "Shut the fuck up. What do you what do you know? What do you know, David? What do you know? Who? It's always the one dude. They always have the one like super military guy that's like, "If we just launch all the nukes at him, then maybe if we don't have a planet, then they won't care about it anymore and they'll just leave." Easy, Dick Cheney, <laughs> easy. Whoa there. <laughs> They're trying to get our precious minerals and waters. So we'll just irradiate it all. So um, I like how during this argument, they just let, you know, the guy who they just wrote off, who's a genius, they let his dad give him a good talking to, though, because mm-hmm. he's Judd Hirsch. And you listen to Judd Hirsch when he talks. That's right. And you wouldn't be anywhere without my David. 
because it's it's because I feel that because of his Jewish heritage, you feel like it's coming from the voice of God a little oh, bit. Jesus so Christ! You're like, <laughs> so maybe that's what it is. It's like it's Old Testament. It's like no, don't you hand those out up. You you all be dead now if it wasn't for my David. <laughs> None of you did anything for Ventus. Yeah, yeah. What? what, what yeah, the, the the aliens with the bunker. It's like, something about that scene. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is, none of this would happen. What turn are we taking? Why here? are you? First of all, why were y'all allowed on Air Force One? How did y'all just get to be able to be part of the deal? <laughs> yeah, there's like, well, I guess we should take you too. All right. So I like how, uh, you know, Julius goes in on him. Is like, you motherfuckers knew about this shit. Roswell, Area Fifty One. Y'all knew what the deal was, and y'all weren't ready. And the president is like, dude, shut the fuck up. It's not real. And then skinny face guy's like, well, actually, well, I don't know his name. He's always that guy. He's always he's all, he's he either plays skeptical white guy or racist <laughs> white guy. It's like that's his that's his job is to play a skeptical white guy. And like my cousin Vinny is like, I'm the automotive expert. Or that, 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 that. I'm like, OK, so you're the skeptical white guy. OK, cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he's like, actually, there's Air 51. It's like, oh, dear sweet Jesus. It's insane. And then Jasmine. And literally, everyone has that same point. Like, I'm sorry, hold up. So you knew aliens existed for sure. And when they oh, showed oh, up, oh, oh, the first this. thing yeah. out of your mouth wasn't, yeah. oh, guys, aliens actually exist. And we should probably get the fuck out of here. Bro, we got a... 36 hours ago! Bro, this is movie. It's movie. It's, for, it's, because, it's because movie. We got to have that reveal. This would be a weird procedural... Like, if we did things your way, movie would suck. It would suck. But you know what? People would live. Okay. And people would go to work. <laughs> That's a depressing-ass movie. Because someone has to flip the damn burgers, Ricky! Jesus Christ. Um... So Jasmine is just doing this. She's just collecting survivors now, which is weird. She took it upon herself to just gather the dying and hurt and, and injured. Yeah. And she just, you know, it's, it's a caravan of love. And she finds the first lady in a wreckage, like bleeding internally. I like how she's like dying, but she's still looking stoic. It's very hilarious. I don't, I don't like, I, I get it. But it's like, why did you have to? Whatever. It's fine. Doesn't matter. So we cut to Hiller. Because there's nothing for her to do. That's what it is. It's like, yeah, you're right. Because she, you know, the, David's wife is working with the president, so it's like we got to get yeah. the stripper something to do. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this so, is the funniest scene. The the desert scene, I think, is the funniest scene. It is funny because it's all Will Smith doing Will Smith. Yeah. Like this is, this is all improvisation the whole time. Um, apparently they're saying that the what is that smell line was actually mm-hmm. improvised uh, also because I think it, a, a stank actually hit him because they're saying um. It's like a bunch the of salt, yeah. So the salt line, the salt lands that they're filming in. There's these tiny creatures of brine that live there and they die there. And there's billions of them. The billions of them. And so decomposing fish-like creatures are literally what makes up the salt brine field. So it creates a stench. Yep. And it's like he like what the hell's that smell? And I was like, you know what? That's funny. Use that in the line. Right. Yep. Because uh, Gus of Wind hit his ass, and he's like, what the fuck is that? And we have famous lines. And then we have, like, a huge, huge group of, like, mobile homes trying to get the fuck out. And they come across them. I thought it was tanks at first. I thought it was the military, because that would make sense. 
but um no it's a roving caravan it's the airman it's the nomad tribe of rvs right and he's like uh he stops one of them and that happens to be russell's mm-hmm. and he's like uh take me to a military base blah 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 from over here he's like, oh there ain't nothing out here he's like yes there is and like, he literally takes all these people to air 51 and so the, i know go that's ahead. the thing go nuts okay Go for Guy, it. Okay. If you look it up, the most secret base known to man, it's like he just happened to see it flying by at a thousand miles an hour, fighting an alien spaceship mm-hmm. between California and Nevada that are literally a route that everyone has taken over a thousand times. And no one bothered to see this thing at all. Ever, 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 ever. And so, what? And what? Oof, you're right. This is the area where, like, it, and, you know, the Wheel of Exposition now brings everyone closer to the secret military base known for hiding aliens in Nevada. Mm-hmm. And, and the aliens apparently know, too. Yeah. Just, uh, just, just let it happen, dude. All right. Okay. This is done. Turn it to something else. Turn it to something else. So when he gives the body up to Area 51, like he finds out that El Toro was blown to shit. So mm. as he finds that out, he thinks Jasmine's dead. And then Jasmine at the same time thinks he's dead because she makes it to uh, El, Toro El Toro in a truck. And she sees that it's all destroyed. So they, they both think they're dead. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the thing. We get our alien autopsy scene. And it reminded me of Spider-Man 2. Yes. Very Sam Raimi, very like creepiness. I I feel like Sam Raimi may have taken keys out of this scene and used it for Spider Man too. I, I I would agree. I would agree. Um, either that or either that or like uh, Devlin saw Evil Dead and it was like, oh yeah, th- it's gonna look just like that. What's cool is um the alien. It was uh there was two aliens. It was like the big big giant one and then the little tiny one on the inside. And um, the guy who was creating those, his, the idea was he to do either one or the other. And the guy was like, use them as both. How about the big one just be their, be like their spacesuit or some shit? He's like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. It's an ectosuit. All right, so I thought that was neat. Um, the autopsy was cool. Um, I remember being kind of creeped out. It, unfortunately, like, it's not as impactful to me now as it was then. I, would, I wouldn't say these aliens are iconic. No, they're very, they look like all the other aliens. Yeah, they kind of whack. Cause I, I I actually had uh the toy, I had a toy alien, and like I oh. wasn't I wasn't feeling it when I had it. I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. Yeah, <laughs> just because it doesn't move around like it has itty bitty legs and huge arms and tentacles. Yeah, and then there's a tiny little squishy baby inside. And I was like, it was dumb. Squishy baby. It was a little squishy. Uh, it was like a little uh wire wire posable uh, thing that's like squishy in the head. It was it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. I was only feeling it. So, you know, the alien has to talk through a corpse because that's important. And mm-hmm. it's cool. It was dope. It was a dope scene. I like this part. The whole release us and shit. But um good old nineteen nineties America. It's like, is this window bulletproof? No, it is not. No, sir. So why didn't the alien just bust through the glass and kill everybody? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You think about that, did you? No, I didn't think about that. I really did, like, yeah. If it wasn't bulletproof, it was. I mean, even if it was plexiglass, it was still wouldn't. Yeah, there's whatever. 
So they shoot the fuck out of this thing. <laughs> they shoot him up. Bullets destroy this thing. Ah, I got it. Mm. So, same alien who got knocked out with a punch, not very physical. Oh, that's right. That's right. Even though he, he fucked up that whole room, though. He did. It, but it was all tentacle rape. But it was all tentacle rape. It was like yeah. he's, 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 he does that same move on his wife, and he's like, yeah. Anyway, we get quick. <laughs> we get quick explanation of why David and uh, his ex-wife split, and it's the worst reason of all time. It's not even a good reason because she always said love wasn't the issue. Right. It's like, so what the fuck? What the fuck was it then? What ambition. was it? I still it was ambition. Yeah, it was just like he he is he was he was smart enough to figure out something that SETI, the U.S. government. And and literally scientists who study who've been studying aliens for the last forty years didn't pick up on. And he's working for Dish Network. His job, man. And but it's like, do more. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I know. Einstein worked as a patent clerk, but he was still doing stuff. Uh, he was still working on theories and like other things. You can't work for an employer forever. If you have the ability, you it's your grounds for divorce. Your right to hmm? grounds for divorce. I mean, because she she couldn't stand there and just like see in this massive intelligence just being squandered. Uh, you the fact that your team constants makes me makes me hate you. No, I'm, I'm just I understand why she's like this, but nope. she's still a dick she's for a doing shit. it. She's a piece of shit. Yeah, it's like there's better because, reasons. Because instead of just telling him this, she just leaves. Right. Uh, Hiller just takes a helicopter because you can. Yeah, because he felt a tingling in the force that his booty had survived. <laughs> he felt the force booty. And he's like, I have to go now. I just got to check something. I'll be the back. Booty, the booty is calling me. So he literally flies to like uh, El Toro, the ruins he of El flies Toro. A hundred miles. In a helicopter <laughs> that literally just landed and probably needed gas badly, but whatever. Um. And he just lands right exactly where Vivica is. I'm just like, hey, babe. He's like, hey. Oh, by the way, I got the first lady. Yeah. It's like, what? So they take her back. And then <laughs> this is fucked up. The The daughter sees the mom is all happy and shit. The doctor's like, yeah, she's she's dead. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't stop the bleeding. She's bleeding Sorry. internally. And, you know, I know we are the scientists who have been working on alien tech for the last 40 years. But yeah, clearly there's nothing. Humans, I don't think that's a thing. Is that a thing where they're just like, yep, just even though she's still coherent, breathing, and and has all the faculties about her, we're gonna let her just bleed out internally and die. Like, I feel, I feel like if they can't figure out where the where the bleed is, yes, that happens sometimes. I just feel like. But another thing is, she'd be dead. Much She'd be sooner. dead already. You're right. She, it, it, there would be no sweet conversation between her and the president. Like She'd have been dead hours ago. She'd have been brain like, dead. She'd have been brain dead at that point. She would have been a fucking vegetable, I feel like, if it was that like you far along. You see the pooling somewhere on the body because there'd be pink and there'd be brown like spots where the blood is collecting and then skin is dying. Who the like, fuck are you? How do you know this shit? I'm just saying. It's like, are you David? No. Maybe that's what it is. That's that's oh, what it is. God, I feel like David. there's a lot of like just squander. Like, oh. You're you're David. That's what that's what this is. We qu- we completely washed over that they knew Houston. Man, that wasn't Houston. It was Houston. That was a piece of cardboard paper with a bunch of holes poked through it for lights. It was Houston. It wasn't. But they yeah they 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 shot a nuke. They shot a nuke. Saw that. in Houston. 
fuck, saw the, fuck. Saw the ash dome explode. And they're like, hey, there's barely any people there anyway, so just blow it up. They'll be fine. And 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 honestly, I don't appreciate the fact they shot a nuke in the middle of America near a body of water. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, nope, there's no nuclear fallout. We're fine. No. The and guys in the tanks on the ground, they should be all like polyps. They should be just they should be just melted pieces of shit. Like what kind of nuke were they using here? Like the littlest nuke? I feel like it, it had to be like a small tactical nuke that's only good that has a fallout radius, maybe about I don't feel like, you know, it's not if it's small enough, it's not gonna be massive. We just I, want to see if it gets through the spe- the shield. I just, I just don't want this to be the the Code forty five science hour, but like that's not how it works. <laughs> it just no, that's not how that works. But whatever. Houston gets blown up but twice. We get double fucked because fuck us. I um, mean, like, Call of Duty, it barely gets, like, outside of, like, it doesn't, doesn't matter, man. Moving on. It's July 4th now. And David yeah. is pissy drunk because he's super upset about. He's the only one that's concerned with the actual ramifications of shooting a nuke. Yeah. Especially sh- shooting a nuke for, that had no, n- nothing, nothing good came out of it, right? Nothing. We we found out that the force field works. We already knew that, but whatever. So, good old Julius, yet again, helps further along the plot. And he just randomly talks. And he's like, get off the ground, you'll catch cold, which I feel like is something a Jewish parent would say. Pretty much, yeah. And 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 th- we, we get the cliche where they like hear a thing and they're like, yeah, exactly. You're a genius. It's like what? No, you, 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 you're the genius. I could genius. play genius. You're the genius, David. Because yeah, it, anyone could have said anything. A bug. They could have said anything later that day. They could have been watching uh, the AMC at late at night where they show the old movies, and he could have been watching H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds and been like, "Oh, you son of a bitch! You know what we could do? You know what? They were watching. They were watching War of the Worlds in the beginning of this movie. They were. They were." Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Moving on. So he gets the idea to use a computer virus, mm. and there's this cockamamie plan where, because we got we got to jump, we got to just oh yeah, because yeah. we spent way too much time on uh, David's marriage. <laughs> it could have been fixed, damn it. <laughs> it was fixed. Um, you can't you can't just keep stop, destroying aliens stop. every time your marriage stop. falls apart. That's a good point. But sometimes it takes some bullshit like that for shit to go go right. Um. Anyway, this is depressing. Uh, <laughs> fucking um, his plan is to go embed a virus in the fucking mothership because mm-hmm. he knows that they're all connected because it's more convenient that way. This is a right. This is a commonly used trope where you kill the main thing, everything dies. It's been done in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. It's just it's an easy way to Got clean up the mess. Yep. Yeah, it's an easy way to clean the mess up. So they're like, we have a ship. Check this out. I already showed that the bug worked on the ship where there's no shields. We go up there. We do the same thing. Everybody's fucked. And we, we get them and we win. Well, how do we do this? Well, we got to fly the ship up there and then, uh, you know, brisk life and limb to do it. Well, how long How long will we have? Only minutes. No. Dear God, this is stupid. <laughs> We'd have like five minute window. Yeah, this is a dumbass idea. We got to get the whole world to jump on board too. It's like, oh, this is, this is not going to work. You know, um, I forgot what country it was. It was a Middle Eastern country that uh, banned this movie because uh, they work with the Israelis and they weren't down with that. 
Oh. Palestine? Probably. Might be. Might be. But uh, I, I can't remember. I, I don't want to say the wrong. I feel like that would be dumb. That's the dumbest thing. It, it's stupid. It's stupid. Because it's like. How dare you say we can have peace with yeah, giant how dare you say we can aliens have peace? fucking our shit. And it's like, I mean, that's dumb. If, if in, it, the, in the face of Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, that's good to know. That's good to know that y'all won't be cool. But um, anyway. Good, fine. We'll leave you out. Next time we call. If shit's hitting the fan, we'll, we won't call you. That's fine. Right. Sort of like. Fuck this shit. Let's do it. Um, the president fires the sniveling asshole who was all about the nukes, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we realized that they got to get like a, you know, uh, they got to gather everybody because this is going to be the biggest campaign that's ever been put together in the history of the world. Also, one of the one of the Middle Eastern guys, um, did he look familiar to you? He should because he was one of the main guys in charge of the Ten Rings and Iron Man, Iron Man 1. What? Oh, yeah. I have seen that guy. Yeah. So... He fell off. He fell off and became evil <laughs> after saving the world. And he worked for the Ten Rings. Anyway. Um, like It was the Karrion and these guys. He's like, no, I got to do something. Right. So they use good old-fashioned Morse code to uh, c- you know, communicate with the entire nation. And they're like, everyone is down. Now, that it's convenient, but it's kind of cool at the same time that everyone is like, how do we get these bastards? Because we got everybody got blown the fuck up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like they're kind of pissed. So I feel them. So everybody's down. They're like, just say the word. We're on this shit. And like, we get like a coalition of uh, militia air pilots. And our boy Russell gets joined onto the team. Now, the whole point was in the original version, uh, before test audiences, your boy Russell did not make the cut. They told him to fuck off. Really? Yes. And I'm going to tell you what happened a little bit later. Okay. So they're mounting this huge attack, guys, right? It's going down. It's getting real. Uh, Dave and Steve. Because Steve, oh, Steve rolled up in front of the president. And everybody's like, yo, I could fly that ship. Right. Because I seen them in action. Because I saw it fly once. And I am a fucking genius when it comes to flying. I mean, he is. Like, I mean, I guess. Like, yeah, that's all it takes. Like, every technically, everybody saw how they look. Well, then again, I'm the only surviving member of the Black Knight Squadron. You know, the motherfucking Black Knight Squadron. It's like, oh White, shit, I'm the Black. Oh Jesus, you're a Black Knight Squadron fighter. I kind of wish they did that. That'd been nice, just like a, like a SEAL Team Six, but for the for pilots. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what the Hal Jordan of the fucking military? He, he basically is because he just saw. He, I mean. Did you see them? You're, anyway, but yeah. he saw. Them. He knows. How, he knows how it works. Even though he does. Even though he doesn't. Yeah. Because he kind of like I, I did like that. That is my favorite moment in the movie where uh, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum was like, "You think you can fly that thing?" It's like I don't know. You believe all that bullshit you were saying? <laughs> Just like, Eesh. and they both look real nervous. <laughs> yeah, it's like maybe yeah, we're gonna die. I guess. So here's one thing I didn't like. It always mm-hmm. bothers me. Um, well, before all that go down, you know, we got to take a moment. I got to stop everything we're doing right now to basically play the speech from the president. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that 
Words should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday, but as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. This is not the greatest speech ever. Only rivaled by Colonel William Giles' speech in Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. It's neck and neck for me. I don't know which is better. Because getting in that boat going up river. I, yeah, I was like, ah, just, I really feel more. Tough. Like, you could play the Independence Day speech at Independence Day and it'd be, everyone would be cool with that. But you couldn't play the Giles speech anywhere else outside of like a Comic-Con. I don't know, man. If you play Gal's music in the background while that speech is going, yeah, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. That's a tough call for me. Because that's so hard. That shit is important. <laughs> oh, also, this movie was having like really horrible uh, uh, issues with uh, the rights to use the word Independence Day for their title. That's why they went with ID4 for a while. Huh. But this speech... And him adding in that this is our Independence Day is what sealed the deal for what they were able to use it. So there's a little nugget of trivia for you. So with all that being said, David and Steve go to space and they don't have any kind of space anything on. They just no. They just figured it's out the vacuum. Automatically sealed spaceship. Yep. I mean, apparently the space aliens breathe have a like a reconstitution machine that creates oxygen for them so that's fine sure. whatever yeah it's not also like, it's not like the travel to the moon doesn't take i don't know uh three 17 hours at least traveling no, at a thousand no. miles an hour no, they get up there in 45 minutes yeah so that that irked me as a kid because like so like when do they do the violent shaking and bursting through the atmosphere they just no no right through right through then um the tractor beam kicks in and like they go on autopilot and your boy planned that i'm like what oh also will smith fucked up Im immediately because they had the, the directions on backwards mm -hmm. that bothered me as a kid i was like what that's very important <laughs> I, I, I just thought it was funny it was like Bram. oh man everybody like shit themselves too like yeah, oh like, god oh, oh this plan is ruined what if, it, what if it blew up? That would have been hilarious. That would have been a whole nother movie. That would have been a whole nother so movie. so fucked. So whatever. The smartest guy and our best pilot. So as they as they get sucked in, we have the huge air battle where they're just trying to hang on and like uh, wait for the opening, right? I thought uh, they wait until the virus is uploaded. 
but they're all in the air, and then they shot a rocket at it, and then, um, and then like, yeah, and then like the shield's still up, and it's like, virus is ineffective, disengage, and it's like, okay, so, but the president, the president, the leader of the free world, the man we all should look to as a shining example of what a country should strive for, <laughs> rallying the entire world together in one coordinated effort to save humanity, all peoples. I'm gonna take another shot. Also, we forgot, we forgot to mention that the the president's like, I'm gonna go fly these fucking planes too because I'm the fucking shit, America. I belong in the air, Bill. Because <laughs> he he did have an off comment that Not he on was a, a damn pilot. golf course. This is basically if John McCain was like, I'm doing it. I feel like you know he he's would. Like, they they make a crack early early in the movie. Like wow, it's like he's like. 37 and it's like you know he's so young as a president right right how far we've come um well yeah so he takes the second shot and it's like oh fuck it worked so they're all scrambling the jets and trying to blow up shit but it's not going down it's it's just sucking up it's a bullet sponge just soaking up all the attacks because it's the size of a fucking city guys i mean it's not gonna go down with one hit this is the death star and you're shooting like photon blast at it of course it's not going down you got to find the exhaust port has no one seen star wars no um so check this out because it's not cutting time because they they found uh, oh god first of all whoever's in charge of anything you're all idiots because i like how the press secretary the the, the ex-wife whatever she talks to one of the guys she's like hey so you said the aliens are coming here to air 51 he's like yeah well, are we going to be safe? Yeah, we're in the bunker. It's no problem. Yeah, we're what about we're everybody like above us, you idiot? He's like, oh, shit. 26 floors underground. No one's going to hit us. <laughs> so, well, what about the people on top? He's like, oh, oh, God. Oh, we need to get them down here. <laughs> yeah. Idiots. idiots. They, should, they should really get out away from those aliens up there. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Woo. That's dumb. So whatever. So the beam is coming. The, the rape cannon is on its way, and it's mm-hmm. about to open up. And what's supposed to originally happen uh, for test audiences you will see a rejected pilot, Russell, in a biplane with a missile strapped to it, going I'm in sorry, for the kamikaze what? attack. Yes, in the old, in his in his crop duster plane with a missile strapped to it, and he flies into How? the ship. The, what? Audiences thought it was dumb and comical, and yeah. also they were like, "Why did he? He just automatically was ready for suicide." So it didn't sit right with a lot of people. So the way that they did it in the original movie was better. Him actually being enlisted, him actually flying the jet and having the missile malfunction, and then him looking at a picture of his kids realizing that he has to sacrifice himself. Much better scene. I did get a little yeah. misty eyed. I ain't gonna lie. That hit me a little bit. I, I was mean, shocked. It was a good scene. I like that scene. I was shocked. And he he committed to death on that one. Yeah. He's like, I'm back. And everybody realized that that was the fucking that's the hit that's the one shot to take the ship down because it just ruins the ship ruins it and it goes down hard and everybody's like we know the weak point spread the word you gotta fire it right at that giant laser cannon that destroys cities wait until you're all about to die and you know sacrifice a guy Japan is the like we're on take it. much just like just wait for it and then like yeah Japan wastes no time <laughs> Japan's the first Japan's the first to take it out send out a Gundam and just wait for it 
I would be so ecstatic if that happened. Dude, if like an God. Ava shot out of the ground and like, <laughs> <laughs> wait for this thing. That'd be glorious. Um, so yeah, they fucking win. We win, and then we get um, a very crucial scene because your boys can't escape because they're locked into the little docking station. Um, mm-hmm. Your boy David and. Steve are getting surrounded by ships, and they realize this check making they're about to die. So they pull out the cigars, the victory dance, if you will, mm-hmm. to uh, smoke and say goodbye to each other as they get shot to smithereens. But before they do that, they got a nuke to launch of their own. And launching that nuke actually um, dislodges them and set them free. Because remember remember uh, in the movie, they said once they launch that nuke, they have only a mere precious 30 seconds to escape. So they have five minutes. No. Five minutes for the shields to go down. No, no, no. How do they escape a giant mothership that took them three minutes to dog? Bro. With 30... Yeah, yeah, because it took a minute and 30 seconds in uh, movie time. But they said 30 seconds. They... they, Remember the the countdown? Remember the little clock they had? That took forever to get down to... uh, it wasn't. It wasn't like the distance from the bomb they were they were driving from. That was literally the, it was supposed to be thirty seconds. But it was a full. Okay. 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 It was literally three times the amount of time that was on the clock. It was insane. Like while okay. I was watching, I was like, "This is this is hilarious. This is hilarious." Like the time displacement here. Yeah. It doesn't like, matter. Because hey. maybe okay. No. Whatever. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. Just, Look, it's I had over. A, I had an idea, but then this movie was long, so they had to end it. Like, I they could have. They could have said you had a minute. I thought it was five. I literally thought it was a five-minute countdown. No. I was like, no, nope, thirty seconds. Because there's like, because they're flying, avoiding things. Yeah, they shouldn't have made it. They should have died. They should have no. died. But they didn't. Um, they landed. And it's like they shot a nuclear missile at a space alien ship. It obviously, has futuristic bio broadcast power you don't think that thing would rip a hole in a space time continuum while it like explodes and just just stop it they make it they land their respective spouses were there to greet them along with the president Mm -hmm. and uh david and the president buried a hatchet they're cool now and uh the son the little kid is looking up and he's like oh this is crazy he's like yeah i told you Told you there'd be fireworks, you know, because... Told you there would be fireworks, and look at all the raining destruction I've caused. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, by the way, everyone you loved is already dead, so... Yeah. Grandma and Grandpa didn't make it, but it's okay. Fireworks. Fireworks. The end. (laughs) It doesn't matter, guys. It really doesn't. Bad guys are beaten, and we did it as a planet. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna, like have the united forces that's going to be a thing and then we're going to go find other planets and somehow the fifth, the fifth element will happen the end um let's get into the tallies man yep yeah let's find out how many people are horrifically wiped off the face of this planet let's get into our body count so they say at the time uh, 10% of the world's population, basically. God damn. Just gone. Did you do the math? That's what they say. And I'm not like, if you want me to, I can do the math. Give me a second. Do the math. 
about 579 million people. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that is the record. That is the goddamn record. Jesus. All right, folks. Now it's time to talk about our favorite subject, the nudity. Let's get skin deep. It's about to get skin deep. I just want to see a little feet. Just show me that boy. Just a little bit of titties. Right now. Right now. Oh, Well, ladies and gents, unfortunately, Vivica Fox did not get butt naked in this movie. But uh, we did see some side butt cheek and uh, some pushed together boobs. So I will say a 0.5. It's close. It's damn close. Mm. But she's hot. She's mm. still hot. I wish she didn't get any surgery on her face. That was I, I wasn't I didn't appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it's like oh why would you do that? Just age gracefully. You'll be fine. Yeah, like have you do you not know who you are? Anyway, moving on. Moving the Don't mess on. with it. It won't crack. It will not crack. But you're cracking it yourself, you're saying. Hopefully she doesn't get on level Kim, Lil Kim's level. Oh, you know Janet Jackson did it to herself too? Mm, she did yeah. more. She looked it's, it's aggravating. Anyway. Alright folks, time to find out our favorite character of this entire movie. Who is the shining star? Let's find out our Joe Grizzly recipient. Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. Rainy Rainy Savage. My Joe Grizzly is gonna go to David's dad, Judd That's Hirsch. That's fair. That's fair. Judd yeah. Hirsch Judd Hirsch is definitely deserving. That is a good call. I gotta say your boy Russell. For yeah, I buy that. Kamikaze is playing into the shit. I mean, if he didn't do it, we'll all be fucked. But both of them are equal. I think. I think I'm glad we both picked uh, two different ones because they're both very deserving. Because like I was on Jared Hirsch's team the whole time until I started getting all misty eyed, and your boy Russell just ate shit. Yeah, because he died horrifically. I'm so glad it wasn't a fucking old school ass plane flying into that fucking. That'd have been dumb. With a rocket strapped to it, kind of. Doctor Strange love shit is that. Yeah. So thankfully they chose they listened to the test audiences, so God bless you. Yeah. The the the, the test audience gets the honorary grizzly. Yeah, because that would have been terrible. Like, yeah, that would've that would have fucked this movie up pretty hard. It's like, why would you do that? We already we did that's not how it worked in War of the World. It's just yeah, okay, whatever. Exactly. So with that being said, folks, it's final verdict time. Knee pads and slippers. What that means is if we truly enjoy this movie, we'll give it a maximum of two knee pads, or we fall to the worst position given the movie is just due. Or we think this movie is a flapping wind pile of shit, we'll put on two hater slippers, or we shuffle them on and uh, just opt to nuke everything, especially in our hometown, and just accomplish nothing. Random Randy Savage, knee pads and slippers. So... I'm going to go ahead and give this one knee pad. I feel like just because it's, it's aged a bit, a lot really, and but it's still enjoyable. It's still a good movie. I really enjoy it, but it just, it, it, you, f- you feel the runtime a bit, and, uh, and now that I'm looking at it, I'm just like, oh man, that doesn't make sense. Why are you doing this? And everyone's just like... But so Area 51 just happens to be like the spot to be at right now and I'm like oh, okay whatever but it's still a good movie I still like laughed at all the right points and I like you know I like the back and forth between 
Like, I would watch a movie with just Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum fighting aliens. Oh, God, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I get you. That's cool. You know what? Yeah. Like, uh, with all the stuff that I said about this movie, all the shit talking I'm going to do, I would still give this movie two E-Pads. Hmm. It's, a, it's, it's literally what the 90s are all about. Like, if this movie came out in 1984... Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this would have been a masterpiece. <laughs> like masterpiece! This, this is, like, the pinnacle of, like, 1990s, like, filmmaking at this point. Like, like uh, I had a conversation with somebody about how audiences just get smarter as That's time progresses. Yeah. And it's just, like, that movie was, like, for that moment in time, for that slice of life in that moment, that movie was fucking perfect. And And, like... Even though there were some things I raised the eyebrow as a kid, like, come on, man. Like, it's good 90s cheese, man. That's fair. The president yeah. of the United States got in a fighter jet and shot at an alien spaceship. Okay, I'd buy that. Yep. It's like, the done deal. <laughs> like, say no more. Like, are you <laughs> like, kidding me? You can't yeah. do that now. You can't nah. do that. Like, that, that movie shot it shot and it will never be replicated again and they apparently I heard down somehow some way they made a sequel I, I, don't, I don't know anything about that I haven't heard about that yeah uh, Independence uh, Day Resurgence uh, uh, that's a thing oh, okay I, 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 I thought it was a rumor I didn't see it at all I thought it was a rumor I thought it was a rumor I, didn't, I know that actually happened that's crazy 2016 but, um, oh really yeah oh, oh it's like it never happened um <laughs> but yeah man Hopefully, Joy DeCarlo, if you're listening, uh, we did the movie justice for you, sir. Uh, yeah, like I, I, I'm, we, I definitely had to phone it in and just like play the speech because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna try to fuck that up. But yeah, uh, that's the end of it, man. Like it, the the movie makes it. Eric Avardi was in it, kind of, sorta, but it gave us a lame excuse to go ahead on and do it. So yeah, and we also had past guests on Comic Palooza, be in that movie. So yeah, there you go. There you go. It, it, it Adam Baldwin, Brent Spiner. Um, what the fuck are we gonna do next week? Oh man, we'll mm. figure it out. We'll figure it out. There, there, there's, there's more. There's more stuff on the list of the guys who are gonna be on the show for guests. So we'll, we'll figure it out. But our, uh, shout out to everyone who's gonna be there. It's a lot of people. Yes. Um, hang on, let me pull that up right now because I have a list. Because Bryfi was kind enough to tag us even though he used our old ass logo yeah i saw that too i was like ah. how i was just i was like how how did you do that probably pulled it up from the compalooza site but we got the new shit though that pissed me off with these though i'll be mad but uh shout out to dragon baller z geeks five ever i'm assuming there's five of them pop culture yeah. rewind the movie gap <laughs> raging nerds most epic adventures nerd thug radio we got to find them they better be black uh <laughs> <laughs> Rawcast, the Warlocks, uh, Passion Nerdly, Random Ramblings, Cake Bites, Space Case, uh, the Mundane and the Arcane. I like that name. Mind Fudge, Father Gamer Podcast. Gotta meet that dude. I feel like I like him. Nerd Flow Podcast, Nerdy Bitches, of course. Uh, Goodness, Honey, gracious. I Shrunk the Binge. Nice, that's a good name. I am Geek. Uh, shout out to them. Nerd News Now. Jenny Kelly, I love flavor. Uh, the Comic Cast, Libra Lounge of Keisha, The Disney Movie Review, uh, 30 Pop, Matinee Heroes, <laughs> Rebel Radio Podcast, Walter the Geek, Three Beers and a Mic. That's a lot of it, man. 
Gentlemen of class, mm-hmm. dad and daughter read. Nerd food. They, they, they've been there uh, as far as back as I can remember. Uh, Bite yeah, City for Geeks. A minute. Past guest, Bite City Geeks. Uh, Bri-Fi. I'm hungry. No, hi, hungry. I'm dad. Oh, that's cute. Uh, Critical Thinking Podcast. Shout out to them. And scarydad.com. And oh, wait, 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 wait. There's no much. Oh, there's no such thing as too much B roll. That's the last one. Shout out to all y'all. That's a butt ton of us going to be there, folks. And uh, mm-hmm. shout out to their podcast. Oops, oops, sorry, they don't exist. Shout out to who? <laughs> Soul Wizard, Fans on Patrol, and uh, who's the third one? I uh, don't know. Home Video Hustle. God Home Video Hustle. Jesus Christ. Everybody, shout out to the whole world. Castaways, Movie Pod Squad, blah, 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 blah. Yep, yep. Brandy, anybody? No, I mean. Guys, go check out Comic Palooza. They're going to have all kinds of things going on. We've got film festivals, comics, gaming, all that stuff. It's going to be awesome. Amelia Clark is going to be there, man. She's so hot. Mm-hmm. She's so hot. And she's going to be like there. And I'm going to try to. I kind of want a picture with Grant Gustin. I want to, like. I, I do want to high five Grant Gustin. I'm not going to. I think that'd be awesome. I want to high five Grant Gustin. I would love to do that. He seems super cool. Um,. They got a real sensual picture of him all down there. I'm so used to seeing him like a dork. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's, he's actually cooler than me. I was like, this is, sucks. Yeah. Terrible. But, um, yeah, we've been rambling on too long. We're done. You guys have a good one. We'll catch you next week when we figure out what the fuck we're going to do. And uh, hit us up on um, Patreon because we'll, we'll have a Shazam uh, episode out. So enjoy that. 